What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Andrew. I got Brandon here with me, like always. Yeah, what's up? And thank you for checking out our views on the sidelines. Oh, I'm kind of tired. You okay with everybody? Just been smacking, boy. That's what we like over there. Oh, God. Beverages, beverages, beverages. But we got a different show for today. So I know lately we've been going on, on and on and on about stuff about the NFL. NBA trades and free agency and let's kind of take a step back and let's get into some little sports conspiracies, oh, like kind of like up. the, there we go, sports conspiracies, what could have happened, what should have happened type of deals. Who shot Derek Jeter? Yeah. Uh, what? Well, you never seen the, uh, the other guys? Oh, no. <laughs> you shot Jerry, Derek Jeter. You cost me money on that game. You ever seen that shit? No, I have not. Oh my God. You're horrible. You shouldn't have a podcast. What a guy. That's sports related. Why are you so angry with me? This dictionary roulette, whatever the fuck this is, got me like feeling angry. Jesus Christ. I like Kanye without my mask on. <clears throat> but, you know. You okay, buddy? Yeah, I'll survive. Okay, all right. Well, let's get into this. Let's have some fun with this today. See if we get this a little lighthearted and stuff. But, um. Go ahead and tell me the first one. We'll the, go from there. Uh, 2001 divisional playoff game. Tuck World game. Tuck World quote game. Unquote. Quote unquote Tuck World game. All right. So this game is against the Oakland Raiders and the New England Patriots, right? It's an iconic game for for Brady. So, so New England ends up winning this game. I'm kind of going to go from the ending to the beginning, right? So, New England ends up winning this game 16-13, to right, in overtime. But the problem with this game is there's a rule and a – there's a rule in this (laughs) – you're a little distracting there, sir. (laughs) Uh, There's a rule that Tom Brady ended up doing – or there's a play sequence in there where he is about to get sacked and – as he's about to get, he's about to throw the ball, and as he's getting hit, he tucks the ball back inside to protect it, but at the same time he's fumbling it. Right, so he ends up fumbling. Mm-hmm. But then what else happened? So Raiders end up getting the ball. What would have happened is Raiders would have won, and they would have went off to the they would have played in the uh, AFC Championship game and possibly even go to the Super Bowl. Uh huh. And I think they would have ended up playing Pittsburgh that game. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe Pittsburgh would have beat them. I think, I'm sorry, I think the Raiders would have beat Pittsburgh and then kind of go from there. But the thing about this game is it's kind of like they ended up changing the rule kind of mid-game. And it's weird because anything, because this, because the move when you watch it on the, when you watch it real time and like, the highlights of it, mm-hmm. it looks like a straight fumble. Yeah. Because he is, there's no, what they end up calling is a forward pass. He was throwing the ball. He was like in the throwing motion. But you could legit see that he is tucking this ball. Oh, okay. He is going from arm motion mm-hmm. forward to, oh, shit, I'm getting hit. Let me bring this ball back. Mm-hmm. And that motion cancels out the throw. Because no one throws like this. Yeah. You know, like throwing your arm down. No one throws like that. So, 
the problem with it is kind of like you cheated out the Raiders who played an excellent game, right? It was a low scoring game. It was only 13-16, obviously. They ended up losing. But, you know, you cheated them out of this game. And, and honestly, I don't think New England deserved to win that game. Because they kind of made some mistakes going down in the end. And um, just kind of just didn't deserve to play, but they ended up getting a break. But that's just how I kind of feel about it. I mean, I'm not a Raider fan at all. But, you know, that's just kind of like what it is for me. Oh, what's the next one? The next one, bro, we have is uh, Jordan's first retirement, 93 and part of 94. That's a conspiracy thing? It's kind of so the conspiracy itself, not the actual retirement. Actually, there is a conspiracy around the retirement on the reason why. Kind of like how Brady's was. No, not in that sense. But I'm not. I wasn't really going to touch that part. But we can. Uh, the conspiracy on that part is the fact that he had gambling debts, Ooh. and the NBA kind of forced him out because of that. Oh, okay. So that was kind of like the thing. But the honest, the true reason why I really want to touch it is the team itself and. The conspiracy of if he would have kept playing, he would have won eight straight. And they didn't want that? And I don't think, like, I don't think that would have ever happened. So, like, I'm a, so the year that, the year before he retired. You think he would have gotten to eight? No, I don't think so. I don't think he would have got to eight because I'm going to tell you. So, the year before that, they got to 57. So, I mean, the year before in uh, 92, 93, right? When he won his third championship. They went 57 and 25, right? The year after that, they ended up going, they still went, they only lost two games, two games more. So they went 55 and 27. Mm -hmm. So it's just like that team was so great. But then I don't think Jordan makes that much of a difference on that team then. Mm -hmm. He just obviously in clutch situations, he is the guy to go to on that team. But you're talking about going through a, a young Shaq and Penny team in Orlando at in 92, 93, they were on the rise. Uh, I, I believe in 93, they ended up making their first finals together. Okay. So, no, I'm sorry, 993, they ended up going in 93, 94 season, mm-hmm. but they were still on the rise. They were still there. They're the young, hungry team. And then also you still had Patrick Ewing there. He was still playing at top of his level with New York. Top of my head right now. I mean, you still have Indiana Pacers there. They're they're still battling, trying to get to a spot. Um, but with with this Houston team, and that's the other team that I think that they would have never beat with those two, because in that void you have the Houston Rockets winning those two, mm. right? And I don't think those Bulls teams match up great against them. Meaning. They have a Kimolaj one on the on the Rockets, with surrounded by a bunch of shooters. Okay. And Hakeem one is that dude. He he could go out of eye with Jordan. I that's me personally. I believe they came out of the same draft. Yeah, they came out of the same draft. He was a, a number one overall pick, and I just feel like in my heart of hearts, I don't think that Bulls team would have beat that Rockets team. So Jordan would have sat with six and two if he would have never retired. Yeah. Just personally, I just don't like Jordan. Jordan's great. Like 
I'm not going to, you know, tell you guys where I have him at in my top 50, Mm -hmm. but he is in my top three. He may be number one. He may be number three, maybe number two. I don't know who knows, but I don't just, I don't think he's that much of a big difference at that point in time. I think the Rockets are just that big of a team. So I don't think he's going to win eight straight, but he did have gambling debts he needed to deal with. So, you know, I kind of believe the whole NBA getting him out. Yeah. <laughs> but, right. But, yeah, no. And what did they even play without him, though? Huh? How did they play without him? So without him, they actually didn't play so bad. So obviously it was a, it was a Scottie Pippen led team, right? He was the guy. Um, even though in that year, he had some kind of, he kind of gave up on the team. Scotty Pippen? Yeah. So he kind of gave up on the team a little bit. There's a couple of plays where Phil Jackson called a play for another player, but he kind of felt disrespected, meaning this is kind of my team right now. Yeah. I'm the veteran. I, I've been here, you know, the first three championships. Mm-hmm. Like, you won't give me this shot to end the game or to close the game or anything like that. But – in that year, like, he wasn't that bad. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. What a guy. What a guy, Joey. <laughs> if that comes out of my podcast, I swear. That's, like, perfect timing. <laughs> Hang on, this is my TED Talk. The audacity of these people in this kitchen right now. Just making all these noise. Try to do a podcast and they just hate me. Everybody in this house just hates me. And, you know, but it is what it is, I guess. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Ah, God. But so Scotty Pippen, you know, his team went 55 and 27. Um, They weren't a terrible team. I believe they were a... um, there were a call away to actually go to the finals. Uh, there was a bad call made by in uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. There was a bad call that was made, and I feel like if that call was never made, I think the Bulls would have went to the finals mm-hmm. without Jordan. Okay. So that's how th- good that team was. Good. That team was good, and Jordan would have kind of made it that better. But I don't think they would have beat. I still just don't think Houston would have would have lost. I just don't. Oh, okay. Like Houston was still would have won those two, and then we just go kind of go from there. Oh, what's Let's go to the other one, buddy. What's next? The NBA vetoes Chris Paul's trade. Oh God! All right, this is a doozy. I need a sip. I need a sip. I need a sip for this one. I want tacos. Tacos do sound good right now. I ain't got front. I might have to go get some. My son Daniel. <laughs> He's a runner. Yeah, right now he is. Oh, God. All right. So, Chris Paul trade. All right. In uh, 2011, there was a trade for, obviously, it was a trade. It was the biggest trade of the year. Is that this year? No, 2011. 2011? Okay. 2011, Kobe was still on the Lakers. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Kobe. And um, so, this was going to be the super team to match Miami's. Okay. So what you're talking about is in 2011 is you're talking about a Kobe, a Kobe Chris Paul pairing. You're, you're talking about the Chris Paul that just left New Orleans. CP3 boys. Yes, CP3 at that time was a totally Ooh, different. Do the player. math. CP3 times eight equals 24. 
What a guy. Congratulations, sir. Good job, dude. Now we party. Yeah, we party. This now is we how we are into this one. I love it. <laughs> it's, the, it's the dictionary roulette. I'm about to get you more. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, you know, so Chris Paul, at that time, he was one of the best point guards. He was actually the best point guard in the league. You know, scoring 20 20 some points a game, averaging about 10 assists a game. I mean, this guy was a masterpiece on the floor. And you're talking about pairing him up with Kobe, who just got off a finals run mm-hmm. in 2011, would have been would have been the best team that Kobe's played with, right? Besides Shaq. But, and before I get to the NBA actually vetoing it, I want to I want to just let you guys know about who was actually in this deal. So obviously the Lakers get Chris Paul, right? Mm-hmm. The Hornets. So it was a three-team trade. So there's two other teams involved with the Lakers. So the Hornets, obviously, the way they would have gotten Odom, they would have got out Lamar Odom, they would have gotten Kevin Martin, Luis Scola, and Gordon Drogic, all from the Rockets, right? And then the Rockets would have just got Pau Gasol. Mm. So obviously you're trading off Pau Gasol, you're trading off Lamar Odom, who was. Both of them, they were big runs for um, for the Lakers and yeah. trying to get to the finals and winning the finals in 2010. And um, But you trade off both of those key pieces and just go get Chris Paul. Yeah, that would have been dope. Right. Like Kobe and Chris Paul, that would have been amazing. But the backstory on this is the Hornets were actually controlled and owned, quote-unquote, owned by the commissioner of the NBA. Like uh-huh. David Stern, because that owner at the time was in the middle of selling the team, and during actually he sold the team, but they were waiting for that for it to be finalized. Mm. At the same time, this trade happened, oh, okay. so there was no one at the helm to kind of actually run this trade. So yeah. David Stern, who was the commissioner at the time, rest in peace, David Stern, uh, he actually took control of that team oh. for that for that regular off season. And he vetoed the trade because of the fact that he thought the Hornets would have been too good. They didn't want to get rid of him. They didn't want him to be too good when he's getting rid of him. Right. What a dick. Right. They would have been too good. Meaning they thought the Hornets were going to be this, you know, juggernaut team coming up, especially with Lamar Odom, who was still, who hasn't hit crack yet. Uh, Kevin Martin, who was still a great shooter at the time. Luis Scola. I don't even think he's he's a great he's a good role player. I'll give you that. He's not a some superstar, but mm-hmm. he's a good role player, decent player. And Gordon Dragic is a very good point guard. Okay. He is a true true point guard. But he could he could score, especially at that time. He was still young. Mm-hmm. He gets to the bucket, he could score. Um but even then I don't think that team would have been that great. I mean, Chris Paul's team around him, he what he had David West around him. I mean there was no one else. That's the only player I could honestly think of on that team. Um, that team wasn't really good, but he just dragged that team far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? And But obviously, we all know that trade gets vetoed, and then he ends up still going to L.A., but to the Clippers. Uh, and that's where the whole, you know, uh, Lob, City, Lob City happens with Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Then you get J.J. Redick there. Then you get Matt Barnes. Lamar Odom still ends up going over there. I mean, 
you know, it's a whole. But what does legacy look like though? If he went over there, oh my god, he would have probably been in like top five, top three, maybe. You think? Chris Paul, I probably would have had to put him at least top ten, top ten for sure all time, and he probably would have been the best point guard ever. That would have been nuts, dude. Like, I mean, it's hard to like. I'm. It's hard to say that because I'm going against Magic, right? Because Magic at, you know, everybody says Magic's the best point guard, especially with him being at six eight with four ring with five rings. You know, it's hard to top that. But I just feel like Kobe and Chris Paul, they would have got at least three. I think he would have felt since he beat, he won the battle against AIDS, but he would have lost it against CP3. <laughs> God! Oh. Touche, buddy. Good what job. A what a guy. We're potty today, boys. Oh, my God. But I... You're not, I don't know. I just... I, I think I probably would have put him number two. He would have beat out Isaiah Thomas. He would have beat out John Stockton. Um, I think he would have been the second greatest point guard to ever play if he got about three rings. But I think Kobe and Kobe and Chris Paul, I think they would have got three. I just think. Like, you're talking about the years that he was in the Clippers and how he was playing. He was playing great. Just imagine him playing like that with Kobe. That would have been nuts. That would have been a whole different thing. That would have been nuts. Yeah, it would have been, oh, my God, I just don't know. I'm kind of sad about that, but yeah, we'll never know now. Yeah, we never know, but those are my little conspiracies. Um, hopefully, you guys enjoyed them. Uh, if you guys want to do more of this, let us know. We'll probably do some more. This is kind of fun. This is like the most Brandon's actually been involved. Yeah, I think it's because of the dictionary roulette. I'm about to get more. Yeah, those are fire. Yeah, we're gonna need them even more. Uh, so but shout out to the homegirl Jenny. <laughs> to the homegirl Jenny. What a gal. All right. Now we're going to finish up your... Uh, oh, finish up. Um, finish up. Touch up on the top 50, buddy. All right. So I want to give a quick shout out to Alex Duran. Fuck that guy. Yeah. D.Y. King. Yeah. And um, the king of the short kings. Talk about getting rings. My man's got a mad D.Y. rings. What a guy. You know, he's a back-to-back champ. Yeah. <laughs> he honestly is. Like, he's the Kobe at the... Local like, dude, like he got a, he got a DUI, and like you know, as soon as he got done paying all that, he got another one. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> I had a very long conversation with him about these next two players, right? And he kind of made a point, especially about the first one about, but that we're about to say. Number thirty-eight, we have Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. So Alex's point. So let me go over his these real quick. So, again, his points per average don't really – he's not playing right now, obviously, but he played a couple of years, like, kind of riding the bench on a couple of teams. So, they kind of hurt his points per game average. So, for his career, I guess, he averaged about 19 points a game, five, five rebounds a game, four assists on about 43% shooting. But I don't consider that his actual – his, his actual um, – season really or his averages per se because you're talking about a dude who was it's a comparison to Kobe yeah at that time right so like his years I'm gonna give you his best year right which was in Orlando right he spent about four seasons four seasons in Orlando excuse me can't talk today so he spent about four seasons in Orlando 
And this dude was averaging 28. Okay. Going nuts. Yeah. Right? And then he had a string of games where this dude was just annihilating player teams. Like, him and Kobe, like, this is when I was saying, kind of like, I think I touched it, but him and Kobe going back and forth, dropping 50, 50, 45, 45, 47, 47. Like, him and Kobe were in going back and forth, dropping these numbers mm-hmm. and getting wins. Like, this dude, Tracy McGrady, is he's a good regular season winner, right? And I say that because his playoff Resume isn't great. So when he was in Orlando, he was he was up 3-1, waiting to get into the next round. And this is another, I don't blame it all on him. Uh, I blame it a little bit on his coach at the time, which was Doc Rivers. But he ends up blowing a 3-1 lead and then losing the series. Right? So... So T-Max kind of like in the same ballpark as Russell Westbrook, James Harden, who are these prolific scorers, pro- prolific athletes, and just great basketball players, but just aren't known for winning. It's like you're not going to put winning and Tracy McGrady in the same conversation. Yeah. But the thing with Alex is when I was talking to him about this guy, he was so adamant about the impact that he had on the league. And it had me thinking about him, and he was he was Kobe, but bigger, right? So Kobe was about six six two ten. What do you mean, just like physically just bigger? Physically bigger, but I'm not saying status wise because oh, yeah, Kobe like, is hold on, buddy. Yeah, Kobe is Kobe, right? I'll slap you. With but I'm talking about like T Mac was about six, what six seven six eight, shooting guard, just big. That's average, dude. Big dude, 230, 235. Like, that dude was, like... And Kobe even said it himself. He was just, like, the toughest guy for him to guard was Tracy McGrady. Ah. Because he was big, because he could do everything Kobe could do, but just being bigger. So, it's like, imagine that hitting you in your chest as you're trying to back him down and stuff. It's just, you know, you're not going to do that all the time. So, going back and forth with Alex, because I wasn't going to put him on my list. I just wasn't. But... He kind of gave me he gave me a decent point on the fact that I have he bribed you shit you ass off. He didn't bribe me. Probably bought you a three pack and he said okay. Hell, he owes me some dew. First off, all right, Mountain Dew. Some Mountain Dew. We bet Mountain Dew. All right, he bets me to do. You owe me some dew, sir. Dude, we didn't ever have Mountain Dew in the house. We didn't buy some. Yeah, you got Pepsi in the house, though. Yeah, I know. That's all good. I know, but you asked me first. I want Pepsi. Oh, I needed a sip. Uh, but. But yeah, he was just, he gave me a good pitch about the fact that I had Russell Westbrook and James Harden on this list and neither one of them are known for winning, right? Like both of them flame out. Yet, if you put them talent to talent, I don't think they're, like look at it now, I don't know if they're better than Tracy McGrady. Mm-hmm. I don't. Like I, I had to, I had to take away the, the winning aspect of this because of what I would have had this list at. Mm-hmm. And I had to kind of look at it like player for player. And if you put these three lined up and you ask me to choose one, I'm going Tracy McGrady. Cause I think he's going to give me the better chance to win. Mm-hmm. 
because you know he has scored thirteen points in three seconds, and this dude is he's just that guy. Yeah. So I got Tracy McGrady at thirty eight, or no, that thirty eight, thirty seven. No, thirty eight. Thirty eight. Okay, I got Tracy McGrady at thirty eight. This next guy, he plays everything. Really? I don't know, but there's a reason why, and I'll tell you right now. Hang on. For Tracy McGrady, I did not give you his accolades, and I forgot, and I'm sorry for that. Uh, he's a seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA player. He's a two-time scoring champ, and he's a he's the 2000-2001 most improved player. Mm. And Because uh, he came off of horrific injury on his knee, and uh, he came back, and I believe he dropped like 32. Yeah, so he was dropping like 32 points a, in that season. So, I mean, yeah, no. He's True that guy. American hero. True American hero. He was a uh, second place runner up to the MVP that Kobe won. Oh, yeah, and, uh, Kobe. You know, I, you could have gave it to T Mac, though. Because for what T Mac had around him compared to what Kobe had around him, that was the only reason. So, we'll see. But we go to the next one, and there's a reason why he's on this list. And I'll. Tell you why I don't think he should, but you know I have to respect it. Thirty-seven. We have Steve Nash. Steve, I love the voice. I should do that. I'm gonna tell shit. Steve Nash. Auto tune your voice out. Don't tell me I will. I auto tune this whole podcast. Don't do that. <laughs> People like my voice, all right? Auto tune it. What a guy. All right, Steve Nash. D Pain. Stephen John Nash. We need to skip over the D Pain. The D Pain. I'm D-Pain now? Yeah. <laughs> well, Bonnie West and D-Pain. Bro, smash. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, Steve Nash. All right. So, I'm going to go over his accolades real quick. He's a Hall of Famer. Oh, T-Mac is... Is he a Hall of Famer? T-Mac is in the Hall of Fame as well. Okay. Sorry. I forgot to mention oh, that. Oh, you like Steve Nash. That's cool. Dude, I'll tell you right now. He plays soccer, too. I'll tell you right now. I feel like he fights kangaroos. Can I explain it? Why? Yeah. All right, buddy. All right, he's a Hall of Famer, eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA player. He's part of the NBA Top 75 anniversary team. And it's a damn shame that Tracy McGrady is on that team. It's a damn shame. Damn shame. All right? He's a five-time assist champ and a two-time MVP. That's the reason why I have him on the list. He is a two-time MVP. And there's no way I could disrespect that. Right. So he's averaged about 14 points a game, which is kind of like not fair to him because there's times in his career where he was balling out, going for 23, 24 a night. Uh, But he spent the later half of his career kind of like injured a lot on the bench. You know, he was, you know, he was just, he was older. Like he just hurt. But 14 points a game, three rebounds a game, eight assists a game on 49% shooting. Which isn't terrible, especially for a point guard, a true point guard like him. Um, so he spent in the bulk of his career, the bulk of his career in uh, in Phoenix. When you talk about that Phoenix team, that Phoenix team is like the perfect situation for him. Yeah, because you had the so first, like you had this revolutionary offense that. Mike D'Antoni came up with him, which is like a seven seconds or less. Like you're scoring the ball in seven, seven, seven seconds or less. 
So meaning for a downhill point guard like Steve Nash is, especially with a a pass-first mindset, you're going to be able to rack up triple-doubles, like 20 points easy, 10 assists really easy, great, great looks because of the fact of how fast and efficient this offense is, right? And I feel like that's, those were his best years. And these are the two years that he actually won his MVP. With the Suns? The Suns. The Phoenix Suns first for 10 seasons, and then for six seasons, he was with Dallas. And then the final two seasons, he was with L.A. Isn't he a coach now? Yes, he is actually the coach of the Nets. Uh, He's actually trash as a coach, but, you know, that's not my problem. I needed a sip. Give me like that phone. Respect Steve Nash, bro. Oh, thank you, Jay. You don't even know his American name. icon. I don't even think he's American. Doesn't matter. He's not an American icon. I don't even think he's American. Either. He fights kangaroos. What? He fights kangaroos. Shut up. And he plays soccer. I heard about that. He is actually a decent. He's, yeah, he's phenomenal. You could have played for like MLS if you wanted to. Seriously? Dude, have you watched MLS? I'm better than MLS. No, you're not. They're all dude. trash, dude. No, you're not, dude. That's for all the rejects from anywhere else. Dude, in the you make it to the MLS right now, dude. Like I, I do whatever you want. Dude, I'll make I'll make it to the MLS. Okay. I promise you. Oh my god! All right. So Steve Nash, right? Back to back to our regular schedule program. <sighs> the reason why I have Steve Nash on this list is only because of the MVPs. But personally, I don't think he deserved both of them. Maybe one, but not both. Because one of the years he beat out Shaq in Miami. And Miami Shaq was a, the first year in Miami, that Shaq was great. He could have won MVP. And he just stole the MVP. They love, they love Nash for some reason. And they stole it. No, dude, it's the offense. I personally believe that if he wasn't with Phoenix to start off, he wouldn't have this career that he has right now. I just don't think so. I believe his... He irritates me, sir. Grinds your gears. Huh? Grinds your gears. Grinds my gears. Like Steve Nash. The Steve Nash like love that he gets as a player, I don't see it. Just because of the fact that if it wasn't for Mike D'Antoni, he wouldn't be this player. That's what I truly feel about it. Because he's not the greatest. So he could shoot the ball. He's kind of like a uh, a newer John Stockton, right? Mm-hmm. He, that, was his, that's, that was his comparison. Yeah. Because John Stockton and Steve Nash kind of did the same things. They were great in the pick and roll. Right, especially John Stockton, Carl Malone, who will be on this list a little later. Um, you know, you had both of them doing the pick and roll. Same thing for uh, Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire. You know, you still had the pick and roll going. Uh, they were they were actually decent shooters if you force them to shoot. Right, so if you go under a screen, they're just gonna pop out and hit it. Uh, but and they also attack the ball, and they're actually pretty good. They're not good defenders, but they're good. Uh, they could poke the ball out. They could read passing lanes. Like, they're very good at just being disrupted, disruptive on the court. 
And so that's what I think that's what the media and a lot of people saw because they loved John Stockton. And they saw a lot of John Stockton in Steve Nash. So they thought that he would be the next Steve, like John Stockton. But personally, I just think that it was only because of the system that he was in. If he went anywhere else and it kind of showed that he went to Dallas and Dallas didn't really work out, even though he had Dirk, he had Dirk Nowinski there. He still had a great team in Dallas, but they didn't really go anywhere. I believe they went to a finals run. Um, Actually, no, Nash never went to a finals. Sorry about that. So he never seen a finals, never seen a, I don't even think he's seen a Western Conference Finals. Actually, no, he did see a Western Conference Finals. But I believe he lost. And it's just... I don't believe in the hype, but I have to respect where he's at. Because all in all, he made made the best of what his situation was. Mm -hmm. Right? Like... He was in the best system for him, so he took advantage of that system and did exactly what he needed to do. Yeah. Which got him two MVPs, got him into the Hall of Fame. So, personally, with Steve Nash, it's not my favorite. Like, if you lined up Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, and Gary Payton, Mm -hmm. and you had to pick between those three, he's going to get picked last. That's just me personally. And, but, he is the 37th. Or 36. 36. Right. He is my 36th player of all time. 37, fool. 37? I, I, that's why I said it twice because I didn't know. 37. I was waiting it's for you to list. fix it. I was waiting for you to fix it. Shut up. You got to be on the same page, buddy. This is your list. Shut up, dude. I got, I done, you know how many people that are in my head right now? Mm-hmm. Almost calling them the wrong name. <laughs> all right. But those are 38 and 37. Yeah, yeah, thirty-eight, thirty-seven. Yeah. Okay. So those are thirty-eight, thirty-seven. Um, I've actually had some feedback on the list. Are you trash? Shut up. And some people, some people like it. Some people don't. They don't like my. They didn't like my D. White Howard placement. They don't think he should be on the list. And to that, I say, you know, you know, you don't have to listen. Um, but personally, I, you know, obviously with Dwight Howard, I feel like he needs to be on this list because he is a big part of this NBA storyline. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just how I feel. Anything else? Any questions, comments, concerns from you, buddy? Nah, I'm good. I wonder if I got any questions from my mental health ward. Mind us trying to entertain them for a bit. All right, good job. Good job entertaining. Oh, we do. Oh, we have some questions. Okay. There you go. Someone asked, How old am I? <laughs> it's not really a question I wanted, but I'm 27. 
Brandon, how old are you? 28? 17 and a half. Okay, 28. All right. Alex actually asked a question. I hate Alex sometimes. Yes. Top five teams to never win an NBA championship. Off the top of my head. Whatever the Sandlot team was. Huh? Whatever the Sandlot team was. NBA fool. Oh. That was in general. You know, I, I picked the right guy to help me with sports topics. Sandlot is pro. Yeah, but the wrong sport, buddy. He didn't say it was NBA specifically, did he? <clears throat> Top five teams to never win an NBA championship. Oh, I digress. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, Top five teams to never win. Um, I think the 2000... I think it's 2001, 2001, 2002 Sacramento Kings. I put them at number five. That sounds like a hockey team. Uh, tactically, they kind of sound like one, right? Uh, but the Sacramento Kings um, with Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, um, what was the other team? Uh, White Chocolate. What a guy. Jason Williams. I call myself that name. Uh, I believe Tucker Lou was on that team as well. Um, so I put them at number five. Uh, the 90, 93 Orlando team, I put them at number four. And that's the young Shaq, young Penny team. Um, I felt like if they would have won game one, uh, and yeah, because Nick Anderson, he blew four clutch uh, free throws. Mm-hmm. He just missed all four of them. And they only needed one to kind of secure the win. And um, yeah, I mean, I just think that they would have won that series if they just won game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's number two. Number three for me. It's <sighs> tough. I think number three, I think I'm going to have to give it to um, Charles Barkley's son's team. And it's not really just because of the fact of anybody else on that team. And uh, they had some they had some defensive players on the team. I mean, they had... Uh, uh, they. Kevin Johnson, they had uh, Hornacek, I believe, was on that team. Hornacek? Was it Hornacek? I believe it was Hornacek. I believe he was on that team. He was older, though, but he was still on that team. Or Danny Ainge, sorry, excuse me. He was on Danny Ainge was on that team. But uh, Charles Barkley's playoff run that entire way was just magnificent. Like, he dragged that Suns team to the finals and got two games off the door. And uh, a lot of people couldn't do that. And he did it by himself, like legitly. What about what team was up Bow Wow in? in that movie? It was an unreal team. That one or um, Coach Carter's team? No. First off, they both won championships at the end. Did they? Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, I got no idea. <laughs> it was a high school team. Well, still. Jesus Christ. Right, awesome. What is this, number three? You got two more? You're on five. That was already number four, I think. Yeah, that was three. I'm on three now. No, you just did three, didn't you? No, no, no. Oh, well, whatever. I'm going five to three. I'm oh. going five to five. I did Suns. I mean, I did the Kings, the Suns. I mean, Charles Barkley. That was the Suns. Oh. The Suns team. And I did uh, Shaq's Orlando team. Yeah, so you're on two. Yeah, I'm on two. Um, uh, I think the Supersonics team with Gary Payne, I think about... 95, 95 Sonics team. 
um, with Gary Payne, Sean Kemp, the Lepta Shrimp. Um, who was on this one? Who's that one? Duckworth. I think Duckworth was on this one. It's a Kendrick song. Duckworth. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Never mind. There's a guy named Duckworth. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I believe that team could have caused Jordan some problems as well. Mm-hmm. And um, but yeah, but number one. Number one team not to win a finals. If it involves LeBron, I'm turning it off. No, it's not going to be this year. Because. This is kind of tough because I just don't. The Utah team, the 97 Utah team, which uh, John Stockton and Carl Malone. I'll put them at number one. I think that team was so well put together and that offensive system that they had was just so efficient that they just couldn't they couldn't get the win against Jordan. I mean, obviously they ran into Jordan and but I just think that's like one of the better the greatest team to not win the championship. Mm-hmm. So that's my list. Uh John Stockton, Carl Malone, Utah Jazz. Um number two I got Gary Payton, Supersonics, number three Charles Barkley's sons. Number four, Shaq and Penny's Magic. And then number five, Chris Webber's Sacramento Kings team. And uh, that's it. That's all for the questions that we got for today. Uh, I want to thank everybody for sending in questions. And Brandon, thank you for joining me and Swag. helping me out all the time. Swag. Even though it's taken away from your DJ time. Swag. Uh, there's a party here for the Dills. Oh, we're about to get lit, boy. On this Saturday. And uh, if you guys listen to the end of the podcast, you'll know, but I'm not going to say the surprise, so you guys just have to listen to it. To the Dills podcast. The Dills podcast, not mine. It's not my party. The views don't have a party because, you know, we suck. <laughs> and uh, we're not that big yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, but I want to appreciate everybody listening in, though, giving us the views, giving us the shout-outs. And um, subscribers on YouTube, I really, really appreciate it. Go ahead and keep subscribing, keep sharing us. Uh, go follow the Twitter page at Dilf Views, and uh, really do appreciate it. And we will see you guys next week. And we are out of here. Later.